1: Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. We are underway at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock. On a Monday, it's the 29th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2020, or 2021, rather. Yeah, I'm off by a year. It doesn't feel like a whole lot changed, does it? In all seriousness, you know, we complained about 2020 for all of that time. Uh, it doesn't really feel like a whole lot has changed in 2021. We have, in fact, in some ways, it's gotten worse. Not necessarily with COVID. That is pretty much unchanged for the most part, despite vaccines and despite all kinds of other things happening. Uh, but with the border crisis and the tax increases and the gas prices, it's actually gotten worse in 2021. We told you that, right? We told you that. Be careful what you wish for when you said, I just want 2020 to be over. Flip the calendar. Start anew. You know, be careful what you wish for. All right. uh, We're going to start this program, as we do each and every day now, uh, with a pledge of allegiance. Join us as we tick off liberals everywhere by paying tribute to our great country. Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That is what it is all about. Coming up in about a half an hour, right? What are you going to call it? Actually, about 40 minutes. About 40 minutes from now, we will be talking with uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, as we do each and every Monday at uh, 948. Congressman Jordan and I will talk about the ongoing crisis at the border, which is going to be the lead story of our program today. And how can it not be? Our country is under siege. Let's not delude ourselves into thinking it's anything less than a siege. And guess what? It's not one from a foreign power, against our wishes, it's not one in which we have uh, guarded the borders, it's not one where we are, you know, uh, uh, putting up the ramparts, it's not as if we are somehow trying to stop this foreign invasion. We are, as a country, because of the leadership that usurped our authority and stole the power uh, in this country, inviting this foreign siege. To come to our shores and to come to our borders, this is an abject catastrophe. The left continues to deny the crisis. The word crisis is apparently a um, uh, you know that is taboo. They will not be. They will not allow anybody in the Biden administration to use the word crisis to describe what's going on at our southern border right now. And I kind of concur. I kind of agree. Crisis is probably not the right word. The only difference is they want to use challenge, and I want to use catastrophe. It's far worse than a crisis now. It's a catastrophe. What is going on at our southern border, and what's even worse, is that they think that you and I are too blasted stupid to really know what's going on. They are doing their level best to hide all of the human rights abuses going on down there at the southern border with thousands more people arriving at that border and hundreds more crossing the border every single day, turning themselves into Border Patrol agents so that they can then be told, go on about your merry way. By the way, we're not giving you a return date, a court date to come and return and have your uh, asylum... Uh, claim heard, just go, or adjudicated is the actual word, just go and stop by sometime if you get a chance so we can actually listen to your claim. This is a full-on invasion sparked by invitation. And if I were Johnny Cochran, I could probably say that more smoothly, and it's a pretty good rhyme. Invasion by invitation. That is exactly what's going on. They are coming to the border in these massive numbers because Joe Biden has declared he is not going to turn them away. Now, in the process of declaring he is not going to turn them away, particularly the unaccompanied minors, and unaccompanied is a euphemism. Unaccompanied is a, you know, it's a term that they are throwing around, but it's probably not a thousand percent accurate because most of these kids are accompanied by mules or coyotes, if you will, who are smuggling them across the border or coming across in plain sight for hefty fees, that if the parents who sent them from Central America on this journey with the coyotes can't pay, the kids then are, are sold into indentured servitude or slavery, modern-day sex slavery and other forms. This is what we're talking about who on whose head is all of that suffering on whose uh, hands is all of that blood and the answer is twofold it's on the head and the hands of the parents who are sending these sending these kids across uh, into the united states and trying to lord only knows who they're putting their kids in the hands of are they responsible coyotes who are going to take the money and deliver the kids as promised? Or are they traffickers? Because the increase in sex and human trafficking at the border is exponential. Or if you're Joe Biden, exponential. So it's, it's partially on the parents, and then it's partially on Joe Biden. And Jen Psaki, who continue to say, come on over. Despite then going on television and claiming that the border is closed. I mean, this is just a remarkable, remarkable thing to behold. It's one thing for this sort of dangerous, dangerous national security uh, or rather a lack of national security to be practiced by the uh, Biden administration at our our southern border. And by the way, prognostications, according to uh, experts, say that this flood of child migrants, quote unquote, unaccompanied minors coming to our border is going to last several more months into the fall, into the fall. That's extraordinarily important to understand here. This isn't something it is a couple of weeks, it's going to leave the news cycle, it's going to stop. No, it's going to continue because they continue to put out the call for more of them to come. Lord only knows how many child migrants are going to be sent here to the United States. But the the real issue here is they are claiming that the border is actually closed while, while reminding them, while reminding uh, uh, the parents, the quote-unquote loving parents, as Jen Psaki and as um, the DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says, the loving parents who are sending their kids across with these coyotes, hoping that they get there, um, these parents are literally counting on Joe Biden to bring them across with them. Because And I've said this before, and I don't want to beat this into the ground, but it's so important for you to know. Biden is not sending these kids back. Biden is not bringing them in here to live alone. Biden is bringing them here to be cared for by their parents, who will be sent for after their adjudication. Now, the worst part about this, I've got so much audio I want to share with you on this today. The worst part about this, well, I guess that's relative, but among the worst parts about this, um, is that the unaccompanied minors who are coming to the United States right now are being kept in far worse conditions than they ever were during the Trump administration. And no one here is allowed to talk about it. And moreover, no one here is allowed to videotape it. Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, was among 18 Republican senators who went down to the border just this past week and wanted to see things firsthand. And what they saw was shocking. What they saw was simply shocking. Ted Cruz tried to take pictures and video of the conditions in which these kids were kept. And he was denied from doing so by a member of the the Biden administration. They literally got in his way and blocked him and said, you can't show this, have some dignity, have some respect. Give them their dignity, give them their respect. He, he was literally blocked by the Biden administration from taking video and pictures because they would be flooding the media market uh, all, over the, all over the country right now, and people would see the conditions. So this is a humanitarian disaster for these kids. They are being kept in far worse conditions than when the narrative was, quote, Trump's kids in cages. And we all know the deal there, too. We all know the reality. That those cages were the ones built by the Obama Biden administration and used first by them, then used by Trump. It became a, it was not a big deal when Biden and Obama used them. It became a national crisis when Trump used them. And now they're not being used the same way. They're using different kinds of cages. And there are thousands of more kids sleeping on top of one another because there's no room. Some of the facilities at seven to nine times capacity. And it's not a big deal again. And it would be a big deal if you could see it, but you can't see it. They won't let anybody see it. Jen Psaki, the Madam Circleback of the Biden administration, was on with Chris Wallace yesterday on Fox News Sunday, and Chris Wallace, to his credit, actually did a decent job of holding her feet to the fire. He's not always able to be counted on in such a way. He's not necessarily right of center, and I don't know if that he's necessarily middle of the road. I think he's more left than right. But at any rate, Chris Wallace did a decent job here Listen, Just
2: committed to that. Just last week, we had a pool oh, wow. camera, including a, allowing, providing footage to Fox News just last week into the shelters. We want to provide uh, access into the Border Patrol facilities. We are mindful. All right,
1: I, I, I just have to stop this lying, flame-haired Madam Circleback in her tracks here. She literally is bleeding lies. She is sweating lies. They're just coming out of her pores. I mean, I mean, when she cries, she cries lies. The tears are lies. She, she's, just, she's just lies, nonstop. She literally said, just last week, we provided pool footage from a pool camera to Fox News. Do you remember what they did last week? They had one of their facilities cleaned up. They moved a ton of the kids out. So that it looked like there was just a few kids all well cared for in a nice, clean environment. And they took video of that and said, see, look, this is what it's looked like. They gave a sanitized version of what's really going on down there, piling all of the kids into other places, and then sent that camera footage out to even Fox News, she said, and you saw. But she won't give the press unfettered access to take videos of all of the places they want to the way they did during the Trump administration, which is exactly why Wallace called her out. Here we go.
2: Into the shelters, we want to provide uh, access into the Border Patrol facilities. We are mindful of the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic.
1: Then they're going to use that. Reporters can't come in wearing masks, staying six feet away because there's a pandemic. Well, if the pandemic is of such a great concern, Madam Circleback, why aren't you demanding and making sure that every kid or person who comes across that border is COVID-tested immediately? Why did you and your party, Madam Circleback, why did you vote down an amendment put forth by the Republicans on the last quote-unquote relief bill that would have mandated everybody who comes across the border is COVID tested? You voted it down. You defeated it. Now you're going to use the pandemic as an excuse not to show the people of the United States what's really going on at our poorest southern border? give me a break
2: we want to keep these kids safe keep the staff safe but we we are absolutely committed to transparency and providing access to media to the border patrol facilities and we're working to get that done as soon as we can what does that mean
1: working to get that done it's very simple step out of the way reporters cameramen come on in wear masks stay six feet away go ahead have a look what do you mean you're working to make that happen just let it happen
3: but just to clarify, Jen, uh, that you allowed a camera crew in to see the HHS facilities. What we're talking about here are mm-hmm. the border patrol facilities, the detention cells, the, the you know, the, these, I, I, there is a law that they, let me just finish, that they are not allowed to be there for more than 72 hours. Many of them are there for 10 days. At this point, in terms of allowing access to border patrol facilities for reporters, you are being less transparent than the Trump administration.
1: Ooh. Ooh, now them's going to be some fighting words right there. You're less transparent than the Trump administration, and of course they are, because the Trump administration was an open book. The Trump administration had more transparency than any administration ever. And now here comes the cloaked version of uh, transparency, which of course is the opposite from the Biden administration. Uh, Madam Circleback, how do you respond to that?
2: Well, first of all, Chris, the Trump administration was turning away kids at the border, sending them back on the treacherous journey, or they were ripping kids from the arms of their parents.
1: Once again, once again, the woman sweats lies. The Trump administration did not turn children around to go walking through the Mexican desert back to Central America. They were put on planes And they were flown back comfortably to their nation of origin. And the reason why was once, Tom Cotton talked about this this morning, once other migrants or would-be migrants in those countries see the planes landing with the kids being returned, they know that, oops, they're not letting us stay now, and then they don't make the journey. She is a bald-faced liar. And the idea that children were ripped from the arms of their parents, no, they weren't. They were separated from adults until they tried until they were able to figure out whose parents uh, they were. Because, again, children being trafficked, usually the traffickers say, oh, yeah, I'm their parents, I'm their parents. They have to separate them. It's called protecting the children. Something that these unbelievable hypocrites in the Democrat Party and the Biden administration care not about. This is an incredible, incredible situation, and we're only scratching the surface. I've got so much on this and more for you. Thanks for being with us. It's 922 on AM 1420 The Answer. Okay, it's 927, short segment here, but I do want you to listen to just a little bit more of the audio. Chris Wallace taking Jen Psaki to task, which is something that uh, he doesn't all, often do. Uh, let's listen now to a different program. This is um, Maria Bartiromo on with uh, Senator John Kennedy talking about the real scope of the crisis at the border.
3: After visiting the border, I understand why President Biden, Biden has uh, blocked the press. I'm not sure their words in English, uh, Maria, to describe it. It was uh, it was mind-numbing. If it if it's not a crisis, it'll do till one gets here. President Biden is allowing in anywhere from uh, three to four thousand people a day. That's about a million to a million and a half a year. They're not just coming from Central America and Mexico. Fifty-five different nationalities uh, are represented. This is not hard to figure out if you think about it. The uh, traditionally America's immigration policy, especially under President uh, President Obama, was this. Uh, anyone who is caught is allowed in, and anyone who is allowed in uh, is not deported. Uh, the, the, the Trump administration and the Republican Congress changed all that. We secured the border. We did the... Uh, the Safe Third Country Agreements, we
1: built a wall, we established the in mexico program. And those are the programs that absolutely worked. He's a 1,000% right. That's why we cut down the massive, you remember the migrant caravans, right, that were coming from Central America during 2018 and 2019? They were stopped by these policies that said you can't come into the United States and wait to be adjudicated on your asylum claim. You have to wait in Mexico. And people didn't want to wait in Mexico, so they stayed in their home countries. This was a perfect solution to the problem, and Joe Biden ripped that solution up on day one and personally is responsible for, again, the suffering of the children that are right now being held in all of these different facilities for far longer than federal law allows, all of the suffering from those uh, who can't make the trip or who, who, who uh, uh, become injured or ill on trying to make this trip, and yes, all of those who are injured, all of those who are suffering when they, turn, when they get turned away and sent back. This is, uh, although the... That, of course, is not the children. But this is literally uh, the exact opposite of what was working. He broke what was working, and why? Because it had Trump's name on it. And then sends Madam Circle back out there to say, we inherited a mess at the border. It's not something that could possibly be, uh, you know, it wasn't working. We, uh, We had to start from scratch. No, you didn't. You broke what was working. The mechanisms were in place, but because they had Trump's name on them, you had to do the exact opposite because it's what you promised your voters. All right, it's 9.30. I've got news. We've got a lot more to get to, including voter identification. Georgia just passed a very, very strong law to protect the integrity of elections. Immediately, the Democrats play what card? Everybody say it with me now. One, two, three. Race card. That's coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 935, AM 1420, The Answer. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, my goodness gracious, we are loaded up today. Um, look, this is, this is some very serious stuff. This is very dangerous, what's going on at our border, and just as dangerous as what's going on now inside of our country, inside of our borders. Let's talk about one state's attempt to secure and protect um, the electoral process to make sure that every person in their state gets a right to vote or has the right to vote, which is obviously, uh, enshrined in the Constitution. Everyone gets to vote, but that everybody only gets one vote and that everybody votes for themselves and not for someone else and that they are legally entitled to vote. And of course, I'm talking about Georgia's new voting law. It was passed last week and signed by Governor Brian Kemp and immediately condemned and referred to as racist. Because it's racist to actually try to protect the voting integrity and to make sure that every legal voter gets one vote and that that one vote is counted and that every illegal voter does not get to vote and that those votes are not counted. It doesn't seem complicated. How can it be termed racist when every single Georgia voter is going to be operating under the same voting restrictions or with the same voting regulations? How is it in, in even remotely possible to call that um, uh, to call that racist? But that's what they're doing. Joe Biden says this just is Jim Crow 2021 making people actually only have to vote once and making them for the most part show up to vote in person limiting and restricting some of the mail in voting um uh opportunities that were given during the quote unquote covid election of november of 2020 how, how if everyone has to operate under the same exact regulations how is it racist for one side uh, or and inappropriate for one side or uh, rather or and racist for the other What makes black people different from white people? I thought the whole point here is that we are all just people. Black people and white people are the same. Black people and white people and Hispanic people and Asian people, and we're all equal under the law, and we're all the same. And you know what else? If you're a conservative Republican, you know what you believe? That we are all equally capable of doing simple tasks. But if you're a liberal or leftist Democrat, you don't believe that black people are capable of simple tasks like getting identification, getting voter identification, photo IDs to make sure that you can prove who you say you are. And that's why the left is so upset about this. What? You're going to make black people have to get an ID? Do you know how hard that is for them? The left thinks black people. African-Americans are incapable of using computers, getting registered for vaccinations, getting registered for voting, getting photo identification when they can vote. They literally believe that black people are less capable than white people. I put this on my Facebook page uh, on Friday when this whole thing went down, when Governor Brian Kemp signed that new voters, uh, voting uh, rights uh, law into, or bill into law. And I want to repeat it here because it's just very, very simple and very clear. If a white person said black people are less capable of opening a bank account than white people are, would that be a racist statement? I think the answer would be a resounding yes. If a white person said black people are less capable of filling out a credit card application than white people, would that be a racist statement? A resounding Yes. If a white person said black people are less capable of signing up their kids and enrolling them in a school than white people, would that be a racist statement? A resounding yes. But if a white person says a black person is less capable of obtaining a photo identification, would that be racist? The answer is yes. But it's not viewed that way by Today's mainstream media, because the white people who are saying so are liberal Democrats, and black people vote in overwhelming numbers for liberal Democrats. Democrats say requiring a photo ID for voting is disenfranchising black voters because they just don't have the ability to get those ID cards. This is how Democrats view the black race. They do it time and time again. They are racist. They view the blacks as being less capable. So why are the black uh, members of our society who are 1,000% equal to all of us? Why aren't they ticked the heck off that they are seen in such disgustingly less than capable ways by liberal Democrats? They should be livid when they say the when the, when uh, they hear the uh, white leftists say these things that black people are being disenfranchised by secure voter laws because well white people might be able to figure out how to uh, cast their vote legally but black people can't figure that stuff out man they can't get themselves a a voter a photo identification you know how hard that is for a black person it is as demeaning and as insulting and as racist as anything can possibly be. Kersenau talks about this all the time and he's a thousand percent white so. That's just part of it. Now, the other part of what is racist, according to this law, this um, voter ide- voter uh, 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 law that, that was just passed to protect voter integrity in Georgia, is they're saying that Republicans want black people to starve and to thirst to death in voting lines. You're probably thinking to yourself, what the heck are you talking about? No, it's actually in the bill. It's in the bill that was just signed into law that candidates or PACs or volunteers for candidates, et cetera, cannot deliver food and drink to people while they wait in line to vote. That's what the law says, okay? The left says that means they don't want black people in particular because black people have to wait in lines longer than white people do. For whatever reason, this is what they say, and bringing them water Is now a crime because of the heartless, you know, um, uh, racist Republican bill that was just signed into law. This is all over the internet. This is Joe Biden said it. Joe Biden declared that this is Jim Crow because they won't allow anybody to bring water to the voters, particularly the black voters in line. This is what the actual uh, law says, Section 33. No person shall solicit votes in any manner or by any means or method, nor shall any person distribute or display any campaign material, nor shall any person give or offer to give or participate in the giving of any money or gifts, including but not limited to food and drink, to an elector. Nor shall any person solicit signatures for any petition, nor shall any person other than election officials discharging their duties establish or set up any tables or booths on any day in which ballots are being cast. Those limits apply inside and within 150 feet of voting locations and within 25 feet of voting lines. The section of the law that says volunteers and election officials, however, can set up water stations that voters can independently go to. What does that mean? It means that there are water stations that can be set up all along these lines. And if people want to go get themselves a little drink of water, they are certainly in, uh, entitled to do so and come right back to their place in line. But what they don't want and can't have is campaign volunteers delivering food and water to the people in line because then, well, what are we giving them? And what are we giving them? What uh, what level of quality of food? Are we bringing them, you know, fast food? Are we bringing them sandwiches from Subway and feeding these people in lines all in an attempt to curry favor and perhaps sway a vote? We don't know. And that's why the law exists to make sure that we don't find out and we don't have to guess at who was buying votes by giving gifts to people in line. So what? nobody's being told you have to starve or that you have to die of thirst in line. It will be made available to you, but you got to go over and get it yourself so that there is no question and no uh, even, even uh, appearance of impropriety by anybody trying to curry favor with voters. And this is what they are calling Jim Crow and racist in 2021. Simply unbelievable. Let me get a quick time out here. Uh, we're going to talk to Congressman Jim Jordan in about three and a half minutes. We're going to get his thoughts on this and more. AM 1420, The Answer. <laughs> Okay, 948, we continue now, name 1420, the answer. Ted Cruz was one of 18 Republican senators to visit the border and try to give the American people a realistic look at what is going on and what the Democrats refuse to concede is a crisis. This is what happened when Senator Cruz tried to take pictures and video inside one of the
4: facilities.
3: That's all we ask. Dignity well, no, and not. You're
4: asking, is this please, dignity and respect? Look at these people. There, there's a pandemic. And
3: respect to the people. Let, let me ask, ask you. you. There, there's a I pandemic. I respectfully ask you, sir.
4: There is a pandemic. Is this respecting the rights of these I kids? I you. Please Are respect you respecting the, the rights of these this kids?
2: This is not a zoo, sir. Please don't treat the people. You're right.
4: And this is a dangerous place. So this is
1: just some low-level lackey member of the Biden administration or somebody given orders by the Biden administration to physically stand in front of these senators. They, they try to report to the constituents, their constituents, uh, all across the United States on what's really going going on at the border. She is physically blocking his view while telling him over and over and over again, give them dignity and respect. Give them dignity and respect. Uh, I want to get a reaction to that now from Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, who joins us now for his regular Monday visit. Congressman, good morning. Congressman, can you hear me?
4: I can hear you, Bobby, there?
1: Oh, got nope. you now. Yes, sir. Couldn't hear you there for okay. a second. So I'm sure you saw that video. I just played a short yeah. portion of the audio. They, I mean, Chris Wallace told Jen Psaki, Madam Circleback, yesterday that this administration is far less transparent than the Trump administration was on the border issue. And he was a thousand percent right, wasn't he?
4: Yeah, no, you're elected members of Congress who you pay their salary. Your government is not allowed to see what's happening on your country's border. I mean, that, it's a fundamental question. This is how democracy, this is how a, a democratic republic works is your members of Congress get to weigh in on important public policy decisions. You elected them. They have a right, they have an obligation on your behalf to see what's happening on our border uh, and any other policy for that matter. But this is the crazy world we live in today. You can't get into your capital to lobby your members of Congress and they can't get in to see what's happening on your country's border. Only when Democrats are in charge with anything like this even remotely be possible. So this is how dangerous it is with the policies we see from the Biden administration and the leadership of of Democrats in the United States Congress today.
1: Madam Circleback, in addition to arguing that the border is closed, she said the border is closed. She also said that the majority of adults that do try to come across the border are being turned away and sent back, but that the kids are not being sent back the way Trump did. He he sent them back on the perilous journey to walk back. This is what she inferred, that children had to walk back across the Mexican desert back to Central America. Um, Again, all all just fundamental lies.
4: All lies. It's all lies. And the, the, the one true statement here is the one that President Trump made back in January. He said, if you undo, this is a direct quote, if you undo my policies, the policies Trump's administration put in place, there will be, quote, a tidal wave of illegal immigrants coming across the border. And, you know, by golly, he was exactly right. I mean, unfortunately, he was right because the Democrats and did that very thing. They undid his policies, the process and stay in Mexico policy, while we're figuring out if you're actually eligible to come into this country. They undid that. The deportation policy, even for criminals, they undid that. They undid this uh, commitment to build the wall. They said, we're not going to build the wall. So it's it's no accident that we have this crisis this this huge problem on our southern border and maybe i guess if you created the crisis and it was so bad i guess maybe you would you would not want people to see just how bad it is but that is not appropriate as we uh, as we talked about just a second ago
1: yeah, let, let's talk about the impact on other states rather than, you know, this isn't just a Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, California problem. They are so overwhelmed with the number of people. Tom yep. Holman, by the way, this morning was talking about he was down there and uh, he said within a two hour period, he counted over 400 individuals coming from through the brush and turning themselves into Border Patrol because they know yep. not only is it catch and release, it's on steroids because it's catch and release without a court date to return to have their their their, uh, their asylum claim adjudicated. So we're told now that they're being put on buses or planes and flown to northern states so that they can disperse them and rather than overwhelm the border states. Many of those northern states are rejecting and saying, do not do that. My question for you yep. is, as an Ohio representative, do you know if and how many are being sent to the to, to, our, to the Buckeye State?
4: I, I don't, but, it, but it, it's exactly as you described. They're, they're, they they're come in, they're welcomed in, uh, they are uh, no court date given, and um, they're also given hotel rooms, for goodness sake, that you're, with your tax dollars. So, look, it's all wrong. It's not fair to American citizens. And, frankly, it's not fair to, to the kids and to women and the, 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 the terrible things that happen to these individuals in this journey to come here because of the announcement and the decisions that the Biden administration is making. It is bad across the board. Everyone with common sense gets it. The only people who don't understand how wrong this is are the Democrats. I mean, maybe they even do, but they're the only ones who don't get the common sense argument here. It's the Democrat leadership in, in, uh, in the Biden administration and the United States Congress. And it's, uh, they're, they're, they're you know, it's failing the country and not treating the taxpayers with the respect they deserve.
1: And they literally, literally are standing in the way of, of American senators. I mean, representatives of, of the people of the United States uh, in, in the upper chamber. Well, going they're going down, down to we, the border and trying to-, to show the people what is happening. They're literally physically yeah. blocking
4: them. Go we're ahead. planning on I'm planning on going down next week and 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 taking a look as well. We it's been a couple of years since we've been down there. Um, so we're going to go down and look as well. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of treatment we get from from uh, the Biden administration. But I know when I was yeah. down there during the Trump years, we got to just walk in and see everything. We, they showed us the whole thing. We well, were that's, bec- on the well that's because we the, the react Democrats
1: react. wanted we to stand everywhere. The Democrats wanted to stand next to chain-link fences and pretend to cry over a parking lot. Uh you know, in order to yeah, uh, right. to generate sympathy. And that's why they, they let it all re- the-
4: all the crazy things they said. I mean, was, we had someone talking about they had to drink from toilets. They were in cages. It was all a oh. bunch of BS. And now they won't let us go see the very crowded conditions that we have seen from a few pictures from uh, from uh, a couple representatives who've been in these facilities.
1: No question about it. Let me pivot to Georgia, if I would. Now, I know you're not a representative of Georgia, Georgia, but this impacts all of us as it pertains to federal elections. They passed their new election reform law, and it was about voter integrity. It was about making sure that all Georgians get a vote, but only one, and that only legal Georgians get a vote, not illegal ones. The left has painted this as being voter suppression and, in fact, disenfranchisement of African Americans. Congressman, how can a law that is one size fits all, and it literally is is because it has to be every single eligible voter gets one vote and we want the vast majority yep. of them to be in person and we want everybody to have an identification to make sure that it's only one vote so that nobody's being screwed here how can that yep. be racist against one side one race but not the other races
4: yeah obviously it's not but this is how the left argues they can't argue the merits of any in debate because anyone with common sense knows that what georgia passed is just good election integrity uh 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 reform and 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 law so it, and frankly it's what we have in ohio when you walk into in person you got to sign and you have to show an id it's, it's a good thing that's not racist that's just good election integrity measures that you have in in place but this is how the left operates if they can't win the debate on on the merits of their argument they call you racist you know what what was it uh uh, uh rush had the, a, a great definition you know he said the definition of a racist is anyone who wins a debate with a liberal they just call you names if you win the debate, and we obviously can win this debate because it's common sense and it's the law in so many other states. So it's it's wrong. It's, it's uh, what, what the, the arguments you hear from the left, but um, the Joe Biden calls it. it Jim
1: Crow twenty twenty one. The idea that, that you know that these um, uh, voter <laughs> ID. I mean, you know, you and I have talked about this before, and I just want you to get. I want to hear you say it again. How how insulting is it to a race of people? to say, we don't believe you are as capable of getting a photo identification as another race of people would be. Because yeah, this is what they're yeah. saying by calling this Jim Crow and a suppression of the black vote—is You're less yeah. capable of doing something simple, like getting identification, using a computer. I mean, it's as racist as racist gets, and it comes from the liberal Democrats that the majority of the I black know. population votes for.
4: No, it's it's just ridiculous. And Again, where's the common sense? Where, where where's the, the? But you know what, Bob? This needs to happen in every swing state. They yeah, need the legislatures need to do what they did in Georgia. This needs to happen in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona. They need to tighten up their their rules so that we don't have the unconstitutional actions where states change their law by going around the legislature with partisan courts, partisan secretary states, partisan governors, and some kind in some cases just partisan county clerks making decisions, oh, we're going to put drop boxes in Madison, Wisconsin, where all the Democrats are, but they're not going to be anywhere else in say, state. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to extend the election a date. The election law in Pennsylvania said election day ends at 8 o'clock Tuesday, and it says, no, it's going to end at 5 o'clock Friday, even though the law says this, the, the state Supreme Court went around it. That's the kind of stuff that we can't have if we're going to have mm-hmm. confidence in the American electoral system. Um, so we need other states Shoot. to, frankly, do what Georgia did, and they're going to have to take the heat for it, because that's how the left operates and the mainstream media operates. But it's the right thing
1: to do. Yeah, now Major League Baseball is considering pulling the All Star Game from this from Atlanta because Georgia wants to protect the vote. It's
4: I mean, you, you, can't, oh you can't make this
1: stuff up. To, to your but point you though about other states,
4: you
1: to your point okay, about other states uh, needing to make sure that their elections are secure. Um, What is your confidence level about Ohio? For example, the Stark County uh, Board of Elections just uh, declared that they are going to be purchasing new Dominion voting machines, the same company that was at the center of so much of the scandal and so many of the irregularities in states all over the country this past November. They're going to purchase Dominion voting machines. What, in your opinion, does Ohio have to do to ensure that our elections are valid, that, again, one person, one vote, illegal people do not get to vote, dead people do not get to vote, et cetera, et cetera.
4: Well, I would, just a couple things. One, I think our elections were, went well in, here in Ohio. I mean, we had results uh, by 1030. We have a limited amount of time when you can do absentee mail-in voting, but we have a focus more on, on voting in person that day. I, I, I like the way our law is. Frankly, if the rest of the country, like Ohio, I think we'd be, we'd be uh, just fine. Relative to Dominion, I don't know. All I know is the first people who said that there should be some kind of uh, examination of, of that company and those machines were Democrats. It was, it was it was Senator Warren. it was all the right. Democrats who said this about a year and a half ago. So maybe I mean, if the, if the General Assembly wants to investigate Dominion machines here in Ohio, that's up to them. But all I'll point out is, you know everybody all oh, you Republicans and Sidney Powell and all they they, they, they they always attack us. Democrats were the ones who raised it, so it wasn't us, and And if the Ohio General Assembly wants to do a little investigation in Dominion, that, that's that's their call. But do, I think you think, overall, do you think
1: we should have paper ballots though? paper ballots and paper receipts for people to prove they had one vote and, and how they voted in the event that an audit is necessary. Cause I don't, I'll be honest with you, not just Dominion. I just don't trust voting machines that it has been, it has been proven by a number of, of hackers who are yeah. not intentionally, you know, they're not criminal hackers. They're experts proving how easy it is to get into voting systems like this. I don't yeah. trust it. Yeah. Donald Trump won Ohio by eight points. Great. What about next time? What if they focus their attention yeah. on Ohio like they did on Pennsylvania and Michigan, et cetera, next
4: time? Yeah, what what I like I, I like the method where we walk in, you show your ID, you sign, you get a paper ballot, you, you scan it in, it goes into Scantron, and there's actual paper ballot that's there after it goes into the machine. They actually count the the little the little circles you 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 uh, right. color in. So right. I like that system, which is what we have in our county, because um, I just I just feel confident in that. And frankly, Polly and I on general elections, we like to vote in person and. And, uh, we will only vote early when, when I gotta be in Washington for a primary. But on general election days, we always go vote that, that day. Um, that's just the way I like to do it. Should so Ohio like eliminate like
1: any it. mail-in voting, Congressman? I know we didn't have the wild, ma- wild uh, widespread mail-in voting the way other states right. did. We just have our traditional right. absentee for good reasons. But to make sure that this doesn't come down the line again in a future yeah. election, can we? I mean, I don't know if that's anything that. you can move on, but but to make sure that everything no, that, is indeed in person, unless you are out of state or a service yeah, member I, serving out, you know, away from home.
4: Again, I think our leaders did a good job on, on our election. I, I prefer, like you do, I prefer a limited amount of absentee uh, voting right. so that you actually know there's a valid reason for, our, like, certainly our military, but if you're going to be out of town. There's no way you can be there on Election Day, and you know it's Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and they live at 121 Johnson Street in Urbana, Ohio, or whatever it is, then that's fine. But it should be that kind of limited focus, which is how it was for decades in our system, I think that's the fairest way because right. that's the that's the system that gives the most confidence to the uh, to the citizens of this country.
1: And of course, all of this will be null and void if HR one passes if the Senate votes to approve the For the People Act. Our, our elections are are torched but,
4: forever. Yeah, let's hope let's hope that Cinema and Mansion do what they said they were going to do. Uh, you know, I always say that's that's the number one job of a member when they get elected to the United States Congress is do what you told the voters you were going to do. They have both told their voters and the country in this instance, that they would not change the filibuster. So right. let's see if they do that.
1: Let's find out if they're a men and women of their word. Congressman Jordan, thank you so much. Great conversation. Appreciate it, sir.
4: You bet. Thank you, brother.
1: 10 let's get to the news. and come.